You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! That's all. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to our Ultimate Fighter Episode 7, Mental Breakdown After Buzz. I, I think that am... just happened. What was that? <laughs> I think that just happened with us. What? what? The, the, the scratching. The scratching? Yeah. yeah. Bust out into a... Mental breakdown. That was a mental breakdown. Invisible scratch pickles. <laughs> pickles. Pickles. Strudel. Mm, pickles. Strudel. We got it all. So I go by many names. Uh, Strudel Boy is one of them. Today, I am Surrey <laughs> Serrano. That's right. You can call me Surrey Serrano. And let's meet everyone Your on our panel. Your hair looks like shit this week. Sorry. Does my hair look like... I know. She always gets her hair fixed at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Of the yeah, what happened? Nails are yeah. crap. You just... Cut it short. Pot, you know? Know? I, ain't trying to, I ain't trying to do nothing. All right, wait, who, who do you <laughs> Hi, to everyone. I'm Jared Gilkerson. You can find me on the interwebs at Gilkerson Radio. I'm going to promote it. The couch. Yeah. Tanjay. Tanjay, Tanjay. Uh, <laughs> had his fight this week. I did. Yes, you did. We'll yeah. get into that. Now, JTAN716, all over your internet, as usual. Would you like us to still refer to you as Tanjay? I mean, this is that was heartbreaking. Nope. nope. Mm. We've... Uh, yeah, he, it didn't go my way, our way, and uh, nope. As I said in episode one, you know, if he if he loses, then I get to be me again. Oh well, so you're, you're J Tan so back. <laughs> J Tan is back. Yes. Oh man. Okay. Well, I mean, do you want to do this little interview as Tan J before we before you let go of the moniker? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that. Okay. I mean, we can talk about the match if you want. It well, was... I'm, I'm just curious. I just before we get anything, I mean, what happened, Tan J? What happened? Well, I got to go back and I got to work on the grappling. I uh, Martin has uh, has good jujitsu, and you know the the match. I thought the match was going my way. Quite frankly, he took me down early in the first. Um, I was feeling him out, feeling him out a little bit, and uh, you know he took me down, controlled me, but didn't really have a whole lot. You know, I was uh, I was getting by. He didn't really have a whole lot of offense. I was working for a Kimura a little bit, shrimping away. So I was defending pretty well. I thought I actually gave myself the first round. Because once we got back up, I got up uh, cage clinch probably about a minute into it, and then broke, and uh, I started flying and dropped him with that nice right, you know? Flying Ground up. pound. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That, that right was a bomb. That Oof. was fun. Thank yeah. you. We've been working on that. <laughs> so, no, I... It, we're I, disappointed that's in how you. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was... It was we're, we, yeah, we no are pressure. disappointed in you. Not like, <laughs> um, I guess we'll get, back, we'll get back to the match in a little bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man... I'm sorry. It was just very disappointing. I know you were. Well, yeah. you, we all You think were. you feel bad about it. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, the guy's right here. Jesus. Ah. All right. Well, let's start off right at the top of the episode here. Um, the episode started with quite a bit of shenanigans. Mental breakdown for all the drama and craziness that was happening in mm. this house. Mm, shall we get into it? Yeah, I love the... We know where the mental breakdown... <laughs> well, you, I, who that was referring to, We know who the to, right? didn't have a mental breakdown was Artem and... Uh, <laughs> It was early on. I mean, we could just let's just get right into it with the whole Nas bath. 
Yeah, that's where it started with the <sighs> Nas bath. So the American fighters have this, you know, tradition if they win, they do a Nas bath. And there's our first Nas reference what right there. What is a Nas bath? Go ahead. Let's fill in. All right. This blank. is a Nas bath. So the winning American fighter stands in the center and then... Uh. Boy, I'm going to need to watch this reference. I, I could do this because it's after 10. Then all the other male American <laughs> fighters, because there's only males there, obviously, get around him with a bunch of Nas and go Bukaki style all over him. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. what a Nas bath It's a very uh, homoerotic moment. That was the word I was thinking of as well. And homoerotic, just, not Bukaki? I mean, it's... Mm, well, yeah. yeah. I, I think Bukakis in general, by nature, are a bit homoerotic, regardless. Uh, <laughs> it could be. Even when there's a chick in the center, Okay. But, uh, yeah, this is the weirdest tradition, especially for wrestlers. Um, I mean, I wrestled four years in high school. I wasn't good enough for the college level. What'd you bench? (laughs) Sadly, it was a lot more than I can now, I'll tell you that much. But uh, that's just the weirdest tradition, especially... uh, I think it makes it worse, quite frankly, that all the dudes have their shirts off. Yeah, That was the thing that I was thinking. Like, no, if it was... You know, every other guy had their shirt on. If a few guys had their shirts on, somehow that would make it a little bit better. And I'm fine. Look, to be clear, this is not a in a uh, not a, a stand, an anti-gay stance by any means or anything. Or anti-nos, more importantly. Yeah. Well, okay, granted, but you know, Monster is a bit better. I drink Monster oh. myself. <laughs> okay. And there you I've actually never had a nos, well. but I'm gonna pop one open after the show for the drive home. <laughs> Nas. Keep your Nas. shirt on. Keep your shirt well, on. You know what? That's going to be the new Nas slogan. Nas, keep your shirt on. Not a bad yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. But, but how it, great was that Artem? He made the show. Well, oh, he, Artem was all over this. Artem Artem's had quite comments. the reaction to the Nas thing. And uh, the point I wanted to make was just that it's really weird. When you get a bunch of guys spraying any kind of liquid on you with their Here shirts off. Here we go. Guys. Here we go. Yes, it is homoerotic is the point. And that's fine. Or if you a, guys are into that, but I don't just, think any of these guys really are. Or no. just a J-Tan weekend. That's I a J-Tan called, weekend. No. Yes. Called either one you That's want. right. No. Yeah, absolutely. No. Called either That's one. That's a Friday and a Saturday. He's got to rest after that on a Sunday, though. He's got to, he yeah, to yeah. take a little break. Yeah, it's his NOS party. <laughs> Artem's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Artem was all over the comments. He oh, was man. all over him. He was pretty the, strong the, was a, against the silliness there, Worst right? way you could be wasting NOS. Yes. Uh-huh. That, how great is that? Like well, it's with, with the deadpan delivery, mm-hmm. he, it's, it, he doesn't know how good his delivery is. Like he, he it's 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 been it's he his, his sit down interviews are better than anyone else's because everyone else is just giving the kind of you know a cookie cutter answer. But he's literally looks like the saddest, uh, disapp- most disappointed individual in the show. Yeah. And he but he's mentioning penises and and wasting nos. Okay, you got to explain that part because otherwise oh. that sounds way too yeah. well, yeah. yeah. uh, our, our, our Julian, our favorite drunk. Uh, he had a bandana with penises on it, apparently, and he says, it's a stupid bandana with a penis drawn on it. That was the, <laughs> the best line, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean Something explain. about you, Guys ne- you got never drunk. caught me wearing bandana with penis. The <laughs> quote I have here, I love this. Art- Artem definitely hit it. Yeah. Quote of the night. I want to be remembered as the guy that was at least smart enough to not wear a bandana with a penis drawn on it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Artem! I applaud you, man. You know what? You're not the only one. That was everybody should aspire to that. Hopefully, he'll be be known a little bit more after next week. You know, next than just week, that. we'll yeah. see. Yeah, that, that's a little tease for that. Yeah. But we don't have to get into that right now. Yeah, and his it's a dry delivery that makes it so great. 
That's great. Yeah. Because he actually seems uh, like disgusted by it. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. like, that it's, is it's earnest. It is earnest. Yeah. And also the line about Nas wasting Nas. I yeah, love the yeah. fact that I mean it's the worst. This way is energy drink. Nas. They have plenty of it. Believe me, they're yeah. getting it by the caseloads yeah, every day. It's fridge full. He's concerned about you know conserving Nas energy yeah. drink. Yeah. God bless him. They should put him in a commercial. The Americans were so wasteful of the Nas, and you know, Artem and the Europeans—they're like, no, we we like to actually, you know, can be considerate about our usage of Nas. You know how there's videos on uh, on the internet of using Coke or Diet Coke to like uh, clean off like bumpers and rust off of cars and stuff. I wonder if they had access to cars, would they have taken the Nas and tried it on the bumpers as well? And would it have been that effective? Oh, I thought you were going to say that Coca-Cola uh, takes out the Nas. Oh, so the only thing I that takes out Nas... I bet they would pay Nas, more money. Oh, you have all this Nas on you. <laughs> some Put some Coke on That's a good point, it. too, though. Yeah. The shenanigans don't stop there, though. Right? Shenanigans. Shenanigans? No, or the buck. Oh, the drunken shenanigans oh, yeah. were in full effect that night. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, let's get into the shenanigans then, shall we? Right. Yeah. Absinthe. <laughs> Wait, but I know who who said it. Inc- who who said it incorrectly? Was oh, it, does one uh, of them say it incorrectly? Was it uh, Galecchio called boy, it Tom? the green stuff? The green stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and I think he's like he said absinthe incorrectly. I forget what it was. But you know, but. Galecchio gets away with it because that's all Thomisms. Like every, everything he can hmm. chalk down as being a Thomism. If he ever messes up, he's like that's Thomism. Like that, that's always <laughs> yeah. his go-to, and it yeah. works. Yeah. Um, so it was Chris and Juicy J, and Galecchio. Yeah. Well, Galecchio was he drinking it? I think he, he did. I think they because remember they had four shot glasses that Artem yeah. couldn't count. I think that was a rib from the show. Like they had a close up of four shot glasses, and Artem's like, "I see three shot glasses," and I'm like, "Well, like they couldn't get a shot to make Artem sound a little bit more intelligent, or he really just couldn't count." I'm not sure, but there was definitely more than two people drinking, but not as much. Yeah, yeah. It was during pool initially. Yeah, yeah and so it starts off where they're playing. Uh, they're, what they do absinthe absent for the first time I guess some of them mm-hmm. um, they do it uh, whoever loses each pool game is going to take a shot and it ends up being Chris taking five shots at that point yeah. they said he lost five he games he sucks at pool He's apparently goddamn gun- terrible but I mean Julian must have been drinking that entire time as well casually maybe lost right. a game in there at some point yeah for and sure. then of course the Tom um, challenge at the end <coughs> are you ready for this yeah Tom says you guys should drink beers and whoever drinks it the slowest has to take a shot of yeah, absinthe. There's more. Tom, you damn instigator. Seriously. Oh, my god. Tom gosh. is a bad influence when alcohol is involved. Tom. Well, he just sees a good... If there's anything we've gotten out of the season, it's that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, you know, guys, make sure to watch the Tom cast to get some more Tom Galecchio. He yeah. cracks me up. Yeah, uh, so he got them wasted drunk, man. He got them just smashed. Grits and Julian think this is the great, greatest idea in the world. Yeah. And and Grits, so, I, yeah. you know, they kind of laid the seeds last week, I think, uh, or, or two weeks ago in the, the previous episode of Grits getting a little bit frustrated and uh, stir-crazy with the house. So it doesn't surprise me that it led to this. No. Yeah, just this, about every yeah. season needs one of these episodes as yeah. well. And especially a guy who wears penises as a headband. <laughs> like, that guy probably is going to tip a few back. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so it, it almost leads to a fight. So this is what happens. They get hammered drunk. I mean, wasted drunk. And the uh, four of the American fighters, of course, Tom being one of them. I think Jason was out there. Maybe I didn't, I didn't see. Yeah, a few guys. Mm. Yeah. And so Tom, of course, is, is out there because who better than to instigate all this than, you know, Tom Galecchio. And uh, Juicy J is commenting on Chris's fight, saying that it was the weakest fight because he just sat on him basically the whole time. And so he's going to be out. The most he's, boring fight. He's going to be yeah, yeah. the most boring fight. So he's the one who's going to be get the, the yeah. axe. Yeah, and we, do be, have, yeah. Uh, we do have that issue coming up, don't we? Yes, we do. It's coming up because there's nine preliminaries and only eight guys can go forward, and then yeah. we have quarterfinals there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, it's uh, you know, for being the American team for being such such you know such a team, you know, with with Uriah and them all working together. Um, you know, of course, we don't see the whole tape, but just looking at it, it just looks like okay, both of them are just are bad drunks, not fun. <laughs> Uh, but Julian was just pushing buttons to push buttons. Yeah. Like, and then uh, at the end, he says, "I was being respectful." Like when you you, you weren't being respectful at all. <laughs> you just went out out back and started t- talking trash about one of your teammates. Well, I think the the respect thing was that he was trying. He was seeing it to his face. Oh, which doesn't help things because no, of course that's going to exacerbate exacerbate yeah. the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chris is just doesn't help because Chris is a little passive aggressive, like just. Like I'll throw water and hot sauce on you or something yes. like a hot sauce nos party. And some more beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then I'll start like throwing it on the ground. Really confusing. Like doesn't want to fight but wants to keep instigating. Uh, they both didn't come off very good in this whole thing. I don't know what you guys thought. But. No, they. I, I think I, my note is drunk morons. Like they, yeah. they really. They looked. That, that, that's my actual note. They were drunk morons. Yeah. They were just acting like an idiots. A bunch, couple of idiots. But it didn't escalate to the point that it has in the past. There's been a lot in, in previous seasons. There's been other episodes that have gotten far worse. Of course, the very first season, Chris Lieben and Josh Koscheck. Um, that whole thing escalated to the point of Lieben trying to sleep outside in, in a sleeping bag or in a, in a blanket. Yeah. Um, and I think him about to attack uh, Koscheck and Bobby Southworth, they, they sprayed water on him from the hose. Um, there's another guy I'm thinking of, Julian... Lane, oh, I want to say his last That's name not a good name to have in the show. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. No. Um, his famous line was, uh, "Was come at me, bro. Let me bang, bro. That was it. Let me Let bang, me bang bro. bro. Let me bang. And he was being held back. Um, yeah, he didn't last very very long in the UFC after that yeah. either. Um, you know, uh, there's been several, uh, several seasons where we see those major uh, blow-ups. This one was extinguished by our boy Artem. Yeah, Artem oh my God. saving the day once again, yep. guys, guys. Artem, this episode. You know, it, it, remember at the beginning in episode one where uh, McGregor loved Artem and just loved right. and was fighting for Artem, and then Artem didn't get into the show, and McGregor was so happy that Artem came back. It was all. I mean, you, like, why does he love Artem? Now we know. Artem is amazing. Artem is an <laughs> awesome guy. Yeah, they, well, it's yeah. his teammate, of course. Of course, he's going to stick with him. Yeah, but, but like you could have a teammate a could be a d bag and like be True. like, yeah, he's my teammate. But eh, you know, like no, but Artem, it's like Artem's a great guy. He's a really nice guy. There's a lot to respect there. Yeah, absolutely. I like Artem. I think he's my favorite on the European team. Uh, um, yeah, he somehow he is the voice of wisdom. Uh, like Somehow. to break up the fight, you think as a team Europe, you think you'd want to see a couple of the Americans get into it. Like if I if I was on an opposite team, I would just watch. I was thinking about that, but all of these matches right now are going to be paired up European versus American. Yeah. So if these guys get kicked off the show, then it actually you run the risk that you might have to fight a European. 
If if you're in in Artem's position, do you think Artem was thinking that, or he just no, no, hell time no. Me <laughs> no, he's just like guys, cool out. Yeah, Nobody think, get into trouble. Yeah, Artem's just a good guy. Like I think, yeah, you know, so he's just a good guy. He yeah. also thinks yeah. the Americans are idiots too. We're yes. drunken idiots. There which is that. He's not necessarily wrong about that. Clearly, no, not not based on this episode. <laughs> no, yes. yeah, I just, yeah, I just I hated Julian in this entire episode. I really just disliked him. He came up just like a total d bag, and then the next day they're eating breakfast, and he just says. Uh, it's more the alcohol than anything else. Yeah. So it's like, what do you, every time you get, I'm not saying I've never done anything stupid when I I was just going to call you on that shit. Come on now, <laughs> No, son. but you can't, I can just see him getting drunk and getting into it with everyone the night before, and the next day he's like, well, it's more the alcohol than anything else. Yeah. It's just like his excuse. That, for being that happens, though. No, it does happen, but I can Have see. Have you not ever done some stupid shit like that with I can boys? see it happening 5% of the time, but I'm a, I'm usually a fun and happy drunk. Okay. But he seems like a guy who just wants to kind of instigate, and they're all a bunch of alphas, and they're all just going to. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, and we'll give each other NOS parties with their shirts <laughs> off and wear dick uh, headbands. But it's just one of these things where they, oh, just chalk it up to alcohol, man. Yeah. Like, how about, and he never, like, never apologize. Like, it's just, it's just dumb. Like, ugh. No, I completely agree with that. I'm one, I'm on board totally. Like, look, you can get drunk and be stupid, but then own that, man. You know, oh, it was the alcohol. You know, yeah. take responsibility. Uh, no, that is, I think that is owning it. No, I think owning it would be like, would be hey, like, man, hey, man, I'm I shouldn't have tried to start shit last night. Thank you. Know. you. Yeah, like, hey man, I'm sorry. I'm being were... I've been being such a d bag. It's not cool of me to be like that to you. Let's like let's try to work this out. Like done. Like that's yeah, they, owning it. They made it civil by in the morning. I mean, they were sitting there having breakfast together. And even if it was tense, which I think somebody I think Gritz did mention is going to be tense until we go forward with the quarterfinals. Um, that just it, it doesn't surprise me at all. If if I had been drinking with Julian, and that thing popped off. And the next morning he said, dude, that was just, that was the alcohol. I sure. totally get that. Yeah. Sure. That's what we do. You I know? just know, I can see through the BS and I can tell he's one of these guys that probably gets like that all the time. Like it's just one of, and I'm just assuming, mm-hmm. I don't know this for a fact, I'm just reading people. Yeah. And, uh. Julian, come on the show sometime. Yeah. We'll Jul- go out afterwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll put it to the test. Yeah, we'll go out. Bring your headband. Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> we promise. Sure. Let's clear all this <laughs> up, man. Have a few drinks. Um, all right. Well, we can move on from that sure. shenanigans. Well, wait a second. Let me no, ask. What do you got? Is it more Galecchio or is it Julian? Who's well, the, who's more to blame for that night? It's, it's Julian. Julian. Is it it's Julian? Julian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Galecchio set it off, though. Yeah, but, but that's Tom. That's what Tom does. It's Tom, you suspect. See, Tom saw, uh, Tom you, saw a moment to add to the show and add some entertainment. And so did could, Julian. And he could instigate it. No, Julian fell for it. And, and now, everyone likes their there. alcohol, but then... Then took it like it could have. It could have turned into, uh, I don't know. Let me tell you how about, something. How about, the producers are happy that Julian have, was there. It could have yeah. turned into. Yeah. I know. It could have turned. But all the Europeans are just sitting on that other table. How about you go to the Europeans' table and start some oh, start some crap with them? <laughs> your true rival. But instead, you just kind of just talk crap about your teammate. And it's just weird. It's weird. Talk talk crap about the guy you beat or the guy you're gonna beat. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, no, I've been something to do too. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and to be honest, I don't blame Tom. Tom's, Tom does like the poking prize. You it. know what? That's great. This Tom is having a good time. Yeah. If you fall for it, you dumbass. Yeah. You should know better yeah. if you're hanging out with Tom yeah. Galecchio. <laughs> you should know better, especially by week, week six of of this show, right? Yeah, yeah. they you know figure that you out. Should, about yeah, if you figured out Tom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair point there. How about some fights? Yeah, let's get to the fight. Here, oh wait, we have one last thing. So oh, the wait. dress up. We got to dress up. Oh, we oh gotta, that's right. Yeah. So this the is an ongoing joke. Conor McGregor cosplay. Yeah. So they got twelve dollars suits mm-hmm. and women's pants and women's pants. Yes. Shout out to what was it called? Epic. 
Uh, Where they bought them? Epic retail, not Epic retail. The, yeah, yeah, their yeah. store. I missed yeah. that. They didn't I, blur I, it. I, I didn't see no. what it. Was. It was something. Um, Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Epic Second something. Secondhand. What do you call that? Not buying vintage. Secondhand, secondhand store. Secondhand clothes. Yeah, secondhand store. Yeah, but it wasn't hand me downs. It was Epic. Harry's hand me downs. Thank you, Harry's hand me downs. For all the hell. Uh, no, but well, thank you to that secondhand store who uh, yeah. gracefully clothed all of those fighters for twelve dollars a, a suit, <laughs> and uh, they looked uh, they looked hilarious. It was, good. it was like the Halloween superstore for Conor McGregor costumes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I actually thought so. Uh, here we go. Ready for this transition? I actually thought uh, that it wasn't appropriate for supporting Ton Lee into the fight. Like, it's cool to dress up and make fun of Conor McGregor, right. but, like, you're supposed to be a team and really support this fighter going in. There's business in. at hand. Yeah, there's business at hand. I think it actually was so silly that it would have been cool during a weigh-in, but not cool when you're supporting your boy, mm. like, who's about to go in for the biggest fight of his career. Right. I didn't... I actually thought it went too far there. You're out there coaching mm. in the corner, Uriah Faber, and he's, you know, dressed up in a goofy gear, you know, and he's trying to coach. Yeah, and but a just fighter is to... not getting distracted by the... If anything, it's a good he distraction did. for the opponent. Tan's, Tan's going to blame this whole loss on the thrift shop. Shut <laughs> up. No, I'm not. No? Oh, yeah. oh he's back. He's, you're back. Tan's back. Tan's back. Then the thing he's is, a better grappler. I just thought it, it doesn't bring the right energy. It doesn't bring the right camaraderie, I think, because right. your fighter in the ring is not is not in that same mindset, not that same zone. I think if you're pooling the energy together, mm-hmm. like that's what cheering is all about and like focusing and working as a team. I and, don't know. Maybe yeah. Yeah. he's on board. Come on, team. Yeah. That's, no, that's my thought. That's my thought. Fair. Going yeah. into that fight. <laughs> Which is was a big fight for Ton, considering like he's a striker, mm-hmm. predominantly a striker. We learned he is not a grappler, and he's going up a guy who was a grappler. I mean, a guy who focused on jujitsu and Martin Svensson. You know, yeah, like a third of his matches is uh, pro matches or submissions, and who talked a lot of smack. Oh boy, um, did he! I, I was wondering there for a while if he, if he's going to back up because usually the people who talk the loudest and talk the most smack don't back yeah. it up and say they're going to do this this and the other thing but we later learn that he can back it up but let's run through it then if you well, want to talk run through about it. the match because how yeah. much how much do you think that uh martin how much damage do you think he did notwithstanding the finish which was rear naked choke and set towards the end of the second round um well i think your thoughts on the first uh first, first round, first, round. First, well the first round i scored 10-9 for for ton mm-hmm. um he, I thought he landed the cleaner, more effective strikes. Right. And even when Martin was on top controlling, mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't hitting anything really clean. Right. Um, you couldn't he tell that really from Connors. Not, he wasn't even trying to strike. Yeah. So that's where I started to think that he was uh, calling his. I was calling his bluff. I was like, "There's no way." He talked all this smack, saying, "Saying, you know, the one thing he did do in the first round was he said, I'm going to walk through his punches and kicks and mm-hmm. get to him,' and he did." So I was like, okay, you can do that, but it looks like when you're on the ground, but it, it, but it ended up being, okay, this guy's a really patient fighter. I don't know if you guys had the same thoughts, but I gave the edge to Ton because of the strikes. Mm-hmm. If he wouldn't have got out of it late and landed a few more, it would have been a little closer, but because he got out with a minute left or 30 yeah. seconds left, I, I just liked, even when he's on the ground and even in his bad positions, it was almost like Martin still couldn't take advantage of it. So that's, mm-hmm. what, that's how I saw the first round. No, I agree. It's, yeah. It was a quantity versus quality situation with control of the round versus um, who was closer to finishing. And visually speaking, I mean, you, you could debate whether Tonley's striking was enough, whether it was really uh, close to finishing Martin. But Martin's control didn't come anywhere close to finishing Tonley no. at all. 
Um, and, th and that's kind of the thing in my head that tipped the scale, saying, okay, the more effective technique was Tunley's striking, and that gets the 10-9. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised by looking back by that, that Tunley was able to steal the round like that, but hey, I was happy we were able to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. back. I was really hoping for, because I figured you know, the second round was probably going to be very similar, mm -hmm. so I was hoping that we would at least get a third out of it. Yeah. But up until that that last moment, but um, you know that first round, I completely agree. I mean, really, that's what it was. I mean, uh, you know, Martin got on top, tried to do something, tried to you know he he tried to institute that rear naked choke. Eventually, he tried to take his back, he tried to further his position, but he waited a long time to do it and wasn't doing it aggressively, which is great that he's patient. He didn't burn himself out, but yeah. he didn't really do anything in the end because of it. He was looking to cook him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Ton just every time he unloaded, he unloaded. Yeah, and yeah, I'm surprised right, by Sv huh? Svensson's uh, chin. Uh, oh boy, he was rocked, but he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't rocked to the point where I, it looked like he was teetering on the edge of maybe something dangerous happening. But man, for being a real, I thought maybe he was gonna have a glass jaw for being kind of you know all bones out there, and uh, he kind of gives off that you know I'm gonna act like a tough guy, and I, but I didn't see this. I think it's the accent that throws me. Yeah. That, <laughs> sweet, that Swedish accent, like I'm like, oh, what a nice guy, and I'm like, whoa, this guy's pretty tough. Oh, he's yeah, he was yeah. wicked tough because yeah. that bomb that uh, that ton that, was hit that a right? Was that a right? Yeah, yeah. right. He, Jesus, Ton was working the overhand right a lot. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to remember what else he threw one uh, about 20 seconds into the round. When they were just kind of dancing around each other for the first 20 seconds, yeah. and then he just popped them. It was yeah. It was, it was interesting. Is his his body movement, he would follow through. It would be a big overhand right, but his whole body he's, would follow. He'd keep going. But he was yeah. just giving him these angles. And that's kind of where Connor gave him at the end of the fight. Connor spoke up about mm -hmm. how unique he was as a fighter, a stand up fighter, and how mm -hmm. his striking is just you know, phenomenal. Yeah. And it ultimately led to his demise, though. Um, that, that first uh, takedown that happened was off of a slip. It looked like he brought his leg wow. up and like it was partially blocked, and then Taunt slipped out. That that um, that standing leg just slipped out underneath him. He dropped and mm -hmm. boom, and Martin jumped on it. And, and that he, was actually that first takedown, right? Well, they, but then he tried to get up. Yeah, they sprawled a bit, right. but like so, Taunt. You know, I mean, Taunt. After that, it, they were you know clinched essentially. They yeah. sprawled a bit, and then Martin dropped him. Right. But that's where Martin's bread and butter was. But the only reason it happened is because Taunt slipped. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, he didn't land cleanly, didn't land flush, and there, down he goes. Uh, the takedown in the second round, as we go go forward, yeah, yeah. was that wasn't that off of a kick as well, if I remember correctly, or no? Oh, um, no, I think Ben shoots I the takedown and oh, he pulls I him think, down. Yeah, he, he just down. he gets he just, it back and yanks him down. Yeah, it wasn't off a kick, right? But he, yeah, I guess we'll just jump into it. You want more you, of what the do you same think round two? More of the same, but more more effective for Martin in that round two. There. Well, it was that that front kick that they were working on the whole time with Martin. Yeah. Uh, and they saw that um, Ton had a wind up to mm -hmm. his strikes. He he wanted to go big, so he had a big wind up, right. and so they were just kicking out that support underneath him, mm -hmm. and it actually worked. And it did. Connor said it afterwards. It threw him off. So mm -hmm. like Ton would come in, kick out a support, and then he stepped back, and then mm -hmm. he was kind of nervous to throw after that. And then that's all that hesitation right there. Boom! Martin jumped on it, grabbed him, and then. You know, it's over. Yeah. Martin was tough. Yeah, both fighters were better moving forward, and it was a matter of who was going to be able to work their game moving forward, I thought. He cooked him. Once he got him to the ground, yeah. cooked him and set up. The, I mean, it was, I think Tom Lee was thrown off. I think he kind of mentally checked out once he was in that full guard. He was really, in the, in the first round, It was he was definitely maintaining um, a defensive position yeah. and, and not threatened, but... In the second round, once Martin got the takedown and was in full mount, um, after that, I believe he got the body lock on him, 
Figure four he just got block. impatient too. Tom just got way impatient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He tried to go for a, an armbar, yeah. a kimura, something underneath mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and he's working the kimura. Yeah, and that is but not that wasn't something close. At all. No, that's but that's not something he should even work. I mean, it didn't seem like that's something that's in his uh, his repertoire. Uh, his repertoire, no, his toolbox. He, yeah, yeah, yeah repertoire is better. It sounds nicer. Well, you you gotta you gotta use the tools toolbox. to get good at them. Yeah. And at least he was keeping uh, Martin preoccupied and keeping his hands busy, but. Once Martin got the back and, and yeah. the rear naked choke, that was that was the thing. Tom should have gone to the kid. He had a lot of success in the first round when he got, a, you know, kind of took that ground game to the cage and almost kind of could use the cage a bit. Yeah, he pushed him against yeah, the cage yeah, a little bit, clinch, and then he was able to get up from that. Um, I thought he was going to try to do that again. I don't even but. think it was in his mind at that point. He really yeah. did seem like I have this. Um, he was there was a camera angle at one point as he was just com- completely, you know, like a goose underneath there getting cooked, and uh, he uh, he just he looked frustrated. There was this shot I remember oh, yeah. catching, and I was like, "Gosh, he's so frustrated right now because he does not know how to get out of this." You, you would be too if you were under that guy for three minutes, three yeah. four minutes. It's, yes, when, when you're getting owned in, in jujitsu, it just sucks in general. Yeah, yeah it looks very, <laughs> it's like very smothering. Yeah, just looks uh, very uncomfortable. Yeah, and when, and that ultimately led to the rear naked choke. Yeah, what well, was about th- how many minutes in was that? About three minutes. It was towards the end of the round. Yeah, and middle to end. I yeah. think after three minutes. Yeah, it's Martin. definitely the last half. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look good. He just he yeah his like we I don't want to broke record, but Tom just looked terrible on the ground. Just kept give he just yeah. How many times did it? I mean, Svensson probably could have got a choke on him in the first round. How many times did he show him his back? And then, it, I mean, uh, I don't really, think he was close to. Was, I mean, to the choke. He, he wasn't. Point. But the thing is, uh, so he, uh, Ton was giving him his back yeah, a lot. Really he, he did it a couple times. And and it, you notice whenever you guys see me watch, I'm always like, you know, yeah. I move <laughs> with the fight. I'm always like, I'm gonna do this, do that, and like, and like every time Ton. It was like just giving him his back. I was just cringing. I was cringing. It felt just awful. Yeah, he needs to work on it. Yeah, I like I like his game a lot because we heard that you know, we heard from Martin that Ton hits hard, really hard, and I mean he was blocking those shots. And he said even while blocking them, you could feel his power. Yeah. So um, I hope Ton doesn't go. What's that? Oh, I can see Ton getting possibly getting getting the uh, a match on the finale. Yeah, um, for sure. So it's just one fighter from each team that's going to go. In the finals, at, no, I mean at the uh, they they have eight, they have nine. Each team has nine. So one guy g- goes after the initial first round, correct? Gets eliminated. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Elimin- yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I, I was going to wonder does he does he see a match in the UFC? Okay. Do you think he's I, marketable? He, if he can just improve his ground game a little bit, yeah, he's definitely marketable. Look, there's he's other totally guys right. that have. I mean, Uriah Hall is a great example, and I'm sure there's others as well that show certain flashes of great potential. Yeah, they've got things to work on, but you know, Hall had things to work on. A lot of guys have things to work on that come from the. Um, oh, I was going to say WWE. God, the WWE. <laughs> um, a lot of guys. I don't know where that came from. Brock Lesnar calling you Undertaker <laughs> from the UFC. <clears throat> My apologies there. Um, but you know, they get a shot in in the UFC, and if they can produce uh, highlight reel knockouts like like Tom did in the first. Um, you know, the, the first episode, then, you know, they keep them around and just encourage them, maybe direct them uh, to the right coaches and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, where did you guys feel about the fight? Write to us. Let us know right now. I mean, this is important. I think we, we got Boza in there, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, always Boza, yeah. We'd love to hear uh, everyone's opinions. Even if you have to tweet us afterwards, I'd like to hear what people thought about that. I really want to hear about that first round because, I mean, we all know what happened ultimately in the fight, but I always love to hear because usually one of us, how did you score the first round? Was it 10-9 for yeah, it was, But it was one of those where I was like nail-biting 10-9. So this is the first time I think we've all three of us have agreed That's on true. some fight. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we didn't all agree who was going to win coming in. I'm so sorry, my friend. Yes. But uh, you know, sometimes predictions. Why are you this apologizing hit. to him? I'm the one that got. Oh, I'm. Out. So, oh, I thought Jesus. you were. I thought you were Jay Tan. Well, yeah. Okay. I've sure. Been Maybe I am now. <laughs> and, and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But uh, <laughs> if we're if we're are we are we still uh, are we are we going to keep doing this uh, prediction train? I like the prediction train. I, I yeah. Let's keep prediction train right now. For the t- next, who did you predict for that one? The last one? this show. This, this yeah, episode? Yeah. Did you predict? Yeah, you I was sure himself. I was going to get the head kick. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> I forgot you predicted yourself. I was going to get a back head kick so very in the selfish. first. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you got to believe in yourself. If you don't, what are you here for, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the only person that predicted right was you. Um, we're we're own one year. Dead. I was no. rooting for Tan, <laughs> but I just didn't like that the guy was so good at jiu-jitsu. Um, and, you know, when a guy's that good at getting someone on the ground, and uh, it's... Uh, and he's got the height. He didn't have the reach, but I don't know. It's, if, if you could just keep a striker at bay, keep some distance, and then and then shoot when you need to, or but it's catch a leg. But striker that needs to keep the grappler at bay. The grappler's the one that wants. to Well, I'm saying keep close a, the keep the. I'm saying keep the distance uh, with the like mm-hmm. you, like you were saying with the front kicks. Like okay, let's because as soon as a lot of strikers are very uncomfortable going backwards. Mm. So as soon as you create that, that's what the kind of distance I was trying to say. Like, create distance on your own terms, and mm-hmm. then, you know, the fight will turn in your favor. But I just liked someone he was a little long, a little rangy. Do um, you think that the, the stances made any difference, Martin's uh, southpaw? Southpaw. Um, I think maybe the height. I mean, three inches. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw that Tom didn't have any trouble getting to his head with those right. kicks, but I don't. I didn't think that Martin was going to keep getting caught with it. With the with those kicks, I thought right. you can adjust to that. Yeah. Well, he was landing with the with the overhand right. More, yeah. I well, thought. when you yeah. mix it, when you um, mix the kicks with punches, there was. But Martin just seemed to figure it out second round. Like it was just, I'm not going to get it, hit with this. It was guy. that damn front kick, man. I tell that, you, I know. that changed the and entire his aggressiveness. Fight. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Once he once he kept uh, Ton at bay with that, that was mm-hmm. it. It was over. I mean, you took away Ton's striking essentially. I mean, yeah. for, I mean, when you made him hesitant about it, you got you got. Where were his damn parents? Where were you with time? Come on. <laughs> they were there when the, for the qualifying, and I wanted to see to Mr. Get into Lee. The house. Yeah, they were all Plus, like, "That's my dad. My, my dad is better than me." You know, I want to see. That's part of the reason Marshall I was artist. into it because it was very. I don't know. I like that. I just like that that father son connection. Right. With the with the with they both had such a like just background of of fighting. You so should I go back and that. watch your Leota Machida matches. I will dig those. I'm, I'm yeah. going to watch one tonight. It's going <laughs> to be. It's going to be how I go to sleep tonight. But yeah. So yeah. do you want to do you want to get into that, next that week? Was the fight. I do want to say one, one last thing actually about mm-hmm. the episode um, before we get into next week. Sure. Um, was McGregor busy this week? Was he? Do you have a lot to do oh, this week? <laughs> we didn't get a whole lot of McGregor. I, I think uh, I think he must have had a lot to do. Because you got antics at the house. You got a shopping spree. Yeah. Depot. Epic Depot. Epic Depot. I think it was called Epic Depot in Las Vegas. I have no idea where, but I'm sure you can look them up on Google. 
Shout out to Epic Depot. That's where you go when you want to look like Conor McGregor. Dude, I think this guy has some stake in Epic Depot. I, I think, well, if he doesn't, he should by now. Hold up a bag <laughs> of money. Like, you deserve a bag of money um, for this. I'm going to go or in free and suit, uh, try and get a suit. Yeah, yeah exactly. $12 suit. I'm going to go in yeah. with the iPad and be like, look, guys, come on. I, I big up you. Got any uh, any big suit sales going? Never mind. It. This got this got seen by like over half a million people and probably six hundred thousand. Next time I go to Vegas, I'm going. Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I might as well. Yeah, let's I, go. I, I might possibly. Yeah. Epic Depot. You know, what? I'm Not going. I'm no joke. I'm going in April. So go to Epic Depot. I'm going to Epic Depot. I'm going to Vegas in April, so I'm going to go to Epic Depot. Hook awesome. it up, dude. This is great. Yeah. You have to plan. If that you don't far come back with a Conor McGregor suit, I'm going to be very disappointed. No, I'm totally serious. I will do it. I, okay, and I will tweet out pictures and everything. So, guys, <laughs> it's a long way away, but uh, I actually have a trip planned to Vegas in April, and I'm going to buy a twelve dollars suit at Epic Depot. Yes, as long I as think I have one business, planned in December. But Connor <laughs> was Connor was that that was one of my other favorite moments in the show when he came to the locker room. And he's like, "Hey, man, feeling good? Right. All right, I'll see you guys." Later. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I get the sense that you don't like Connor. I don't know. Not necessarily I feel the like case, but I am getting a bit tired of him. I understand. I, I love Connor. him. I don't know why. I just I love his mannerisms. Right. I love the way he he. I don't know. He just he's smart about how how he carries himself and what and how he markets himself. I know that sounds lame and and you know so robotic, but right. He I I don't know. It's just funny and, and it comes off in the show. And Uriah to me, I like Uriah. I like the team aspect, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't do anything for me as a fan when I just right. when I hear him. Uh, try to be intelligent yeah. in front of the camera <laughs> with his flat build cap with the sticker probably still on it. But it's just Connor's a personality and it's fun to yeah. see him just walk in. All right, guys, I'll see you later. And you and, either like yeah. him or you don't. Like yeah. his, you're either in the mood for Connor or you're not. Yeah. When I when I'm watching, I'm kind of putting projecting myself into if I was one of the tough cast members and which coach would I want? And I'm a little bit resentful of the coach that doesn't necessarily apply himself in the way that he does. Now, granted, that said. We've seen already also that Connor does uh, does really get invested, certainly in the matches and in training. I believe the nighttime sessions, yeah. you know, when they're just doing uh, um, they're doing more technique. Yeah, he's out there sweating with them. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's to be expected. It's, it's not <laughs> us. It's good to know that that that's happening. And also, let's face it, during this time, almost surely the UFC was having him do a shitload more media PR work. Then Uriah had to at that moment, okay? Yeah. Because at that moment, Connor had just won the title. There was a lot of uh, a lot of hype and a lot of uh, buzz going on about him. And you want to build on that momentum. When you've got heat, what do you do? You throw more wood into the fire, you know? You make it bigger. So he had that as well. So I'm, I'm sure there was a scheduling issue. Well, scheduling issue, for lack of a better phrase. He probably had to do double duty between whatever media stuff he was doing and... Making an appearance on the show. And yeah. making an appearance on the show. But Martin, yeah. Martin, you feel good? Hey, see you. Okay, I see you there. Yeah, yeah that was see that you. was cheesy. See you guys. Yeah. Feel good, feel good. Hey. But you could see his, I love I love what uh, Swinton said about his coaching when, when they were practicing the ground game and he was like, Wow, mm-hmm. Connor's and like yeah. you, you can tell that Connor's still coaching these guys when he needs to. And it's proven to work because it's four to four right three now. Three three three. Or, or three three. Mm-hmm. Three to three. So it's a tie. So we'll see how it goes later on. But it yeah. is it's fun. It's fun. I, it, the different coaches are fun to watch. Much better than the the gym owners last season. <laughs> so yeah. It is interesting to see this thing be so uh neck and neck. I yeah. thought we were going to see a blowout. We did. We called a blowout at the beginning of this thing and boy, we were dead wrong on that. Well, cuz they take like 10 different shows. They got to take the closest one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's over. Um all right. So next week we've got 
We've got Connor's man, Artem, and now our man. Too. I read, you know, we're, we're on board with Artem, I think. We, we like Artem. I'm on board. I don't yeah. think this one is. Not on board. As much as anybody, you know? I mean, was, he the one that said, was he the one that said double the tips with two asses? Two asses. Oh, that's he did. Might have been. I don't, I don't know. That was Artem. It was. Yeah, I was think it? he yelled that. From yep. that was a, a quick line. So Artem's kind of, he's he's kind of quick witted. Double the tips with that. two asses. He's trying yeah. hard, man. Yeah. yeah. And there was like a moment because like everyone had to think about it. Even like yeah, he was like, that quick. Oh, I still don't get it. Oh, because what he, was he talking about? His chin. He was. What was that? Was it was it a Uriah chin thing or no? No, no, no. I was thinking that they were both asses, but yeah. the chin is even better. No, well, because Artem would have been making fun of Uriah, right? Yeah, I thought he said, you know, with two asses. Oh, like wow. Connor and Uriah together? But no, no, yeah, no thought, he was talking about the bunch. I thought, oh, I thought you were talking about both both coaches. That's what I thought originally. Both. Or was he talking about? Because uh, I think he's such good friends with Connor. And Party yeah. Lance going out. Oh, maybe that. Maybe I, I miss that. Yeah, when oh. when they were going out till five a.m. in those suits. See, how, how good is that? Because I think Artem. For some reason, with Uriah, I don't know if Uriah knows something that we don't, but he's like, of course, Artem, you know all the all the spots to go out. So I'm getting the sense that maybe Artem's maybe a kind of a partier. It's like an under like under the table partier. Like no one really sees it, but he's he keeps it on the down low. Yeah, he's down smart low about partier. It. Yeah, and you know what? That's and how he, you lose twelve fights. I think it was just a really <laughs> dumb joke that they just decided to play. Oh, on. maybe, maybe. Not really thinking. I don't know. Served. We just found how it, it worked in three different ways, so that's kind of interesting. I mean, which they, is to say that the guy probably didn't know what joke he was going for. Maybe. Like, Let me just say something stupid, and everyone's going to laugh it's at a possibility. it. Possibility, because Faber looked like a dork in that suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, that my training buddy would wear. Oh yeah, oops. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So next week we've got Artem and Jenkins. Now Jenkins has, has not really gotten any time that we've seen of this guy, right? I've, I don't. I haven't seen much. Of not Jenkins. much camera time. No. 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 So we don't know a whole lot about Jenkins, but in his first fight, what do we have uh, in getting in the house? What was he like? Oh, uh, Jenkins. Um, Jenkins we're going to ruffle through the papers yeah, here. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna do along. this before we... Actually, we the, the listening honest. audience likes to likes this part. Yeah. They like when they can hear J, uh, Jay ruffle through the papers. Yeah, he's yeah. Jay now. Let me check to my notes here. What do you um, call that again when you do the, uh, like, fire crackling, you know? Kindling? Like, no, you know, it used to be like an art form <laughs> on the radio. Now I should I should know these terms, but I don't. Yeah, radio boy, go ahead. You know, teach Fo- us foley. Yeah, yeah foley. Oh, yeah. so we talking about foley <laughs> next to the fire. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, foley. The we are just killing minutes here. All right, right. now I mean we're we're good. So what do you got? What do Jason we, we got Jenkins is eight and one, uh, originally from Long Island. Oh, he's New done. York. <laughs> Sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, he has fought most of his career. I actually believe all of his pro career. Uh, in the ring of combat promotion, which is where our guy Chris Weidman comes from. Uh, yeah. Um, of course, not everybody that goes to the ring of combat is that, that ooh level. Um, but he does train with uh, Sarah Longo in Long Island, um, which is uh, Weidman's gym. Matt Sarah and Ray Longo. Um, 45er, listed as a 145er on SureDog, so he's fighting up a little bit. 5'8". Uh, uh, They're both short, though. Yeah, yeah fighting since 2001. Let's see. Of eight and one record, his wins are four submissions, most of them chokes, three KOs and TKOs, one decision, and uh, that's beat on Jason. Jenkins. Factually. Wow. Should we, should we predict? It's time to predict. Do we have a? Let's do it. <laughs> after Buzz TV News. Now your After Buzz TV predictions. Who wants to lead off? Not me, because I'm going to Artem's page. Okay, I'm still okay, kind of okay. I'll just jump Do, on it. it. I'm going to keep. It. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep the theme going. Well, should we talk? Let me. Uh, should we break down Artem's background as well? Sure. All right. right break quick. down Artem for, uh, the, for the fans. Nineteen seven and one. Thirty three years old. 
Uh, originally from Spain, although he's nicknamed the Russian Hammer. I don't know quite where. I'm sure we'll get an explanation of that. 5'11", fighting since 2004. That's, uh, that's quite a while. He's fought in uh, throughout Europe, the U.K., Spain. He's also fought in Ring of Combat, come to think of it. Uh, the M1 Challenge in Russia and Japan. Uh, Respect FC lightweight champion in Germany. That was He won that in April 2015. Uh, kickboxing champion, uh, Olympic qualifier says. Not, wow. that, not that there is kickboxing in the Olympics. So. Mm. Um, 30 and 1 boxing record, so in the BJJ purple belt. So a uh, guy definitely is nice with his uh, left and right there. Lost yeah. the Medi coming into the house, I think, right? Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that I was the stream. That, but yeah, he they, did, they he did lose and was, they was lost. brought back in. All right. Um, I want to stick with the theme of picking against the guy I'm rooting for. And so I'm rooting for Artem, but I think Jenkins is going to win. Um, I think, uh, uh, I mean, there's there's a reason where a guy, not, he's probably had a little stiffer competition. He's been around longer. Uh, I usually like veterans like that. I root for them. But there's a lot more tape on how he can lose. And there's a lot more tape to study on, on how, where his weaknesses are. So I think that uh, hmm. if they do study tape, which I haven't seen them study much tape. I don't know if they're, they, they are doing that. They don't have that shit. Yeah, they're they're not allowed. At the gym. Huh? Like they don't, they can't even like at the gym like uh, no. look up anything or no. Like so, Uriah can't be like, hey, I know this guy is, yeah. he's fresh for a. No, you don't talk. get study tape. Uriah, does? you do get to go out to Epic Depot oh in Las God. Vegas and get all your Conor McGregor attire needs. I'm going with Jenkins, and I think Jenkins is. And you can drink a lot round too. two. Round two, Jenkins. All right. Um, by a choke. Jay by Tan, a choke. Who was once Tanjay? Yeah, <laughs> I do think that uh, in this case, you know. Experience would would lean towards Abner. Uh, Abner. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Abner um, Mares. That's a boxer. I'm sorry. You know what? No, you you just read the the wrong I profile. I totally read the wrong oh, profile for and I, uh, for Artem. I'll I was tell you why. You know <laughs> I was what? wondering that. What an like, you asshole am I, guys? I'm like you didn't give him enough losses. Because he 12 and 12? Yeah, he was something I like that. I thought about like that. I can 11. eat the fat one yeah, tonight because yeah. that was a stupid fuck yeah. up. Wow. Um, no, but. The, I know everything we don't you have said the, about him incorrect. Just, <laughs> exactly. Just, I don't have a notes he's on him. He's a short guy that says things <laughs> about penises and knots. That's his background. And he's like 12 and 12. Yeah. You know, he didn't win to get into the house, so therefore I didn't bother doing the, doing the research oh, that there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, okay, but yeah, that said, he's, he did have a, a pretty high record. I'm going to say, though, that, that uh, um, I, I think that uh, I'm, I'm going with you. That Jenkins will probably pull it out. I think, though, that it's, it's because of age and uh, road, a lack of road wear yeah. in terms of fighting. Because uh, Artem's record, what was it? 10, 12, 12 and 12. 12 and 12. Yeah, yeah, it was 500. A lot of matches and not, a, I mean, a lot of wins, but a lot of losses, too. Yep. So yeah. it means he's had, you know, road wear, for yeah. lack of a better phrase. Well, um, to keep things interesting, I mean, Jerry I did it, it last coming. week. I'll go with Artem. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, Jenkins, I think, will probably win. But you know what? I'm going with Artem. <laughs> I love I... But I'm, no, Artem's my guy. I'm riding it this week because uh, I'm gonna. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. You did it last week and it worked. Look, but don't dodge. That's right. Artem. <laughs> Sorry. Artem is what Artem. I'm going for. That's it. All right. Okay. That is what I'm going for. Great prediction. Everyone, thanks so much for being here. My name is Jonathan Messer. You can find Just me us here. at Kaiba Cat. You can also call me Siri Serrano today. <laughs> Talk to my left right over here. That's me, Jared Gilkerson, at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Hit me up with anything you hate about me. 
JTAN716, of course. Um, hyping up uh, November 22nd, Club Nokia, University of MMA. Next show, uh, come get t- tickets are available, clubnokia.com. If you're in the L.A. area, come through and meet me and All the right. fellas. Yes, also write to us, write to us, write to us. We will answer, we will read them. Let us know your thoughts, you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Tony me later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 